How's it going, everybody? And welcome to Just Nobody's Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Daniel. And today we're doing a podcast. Woo! If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and also hit the like button. It's the one that looks like this with the thumb going up, okay? Not the one that looks like this. The one that looks like this. Yes, thank you for saying that. <laughs> it's the one that will bring you excitement, will bring you success, will bring you the best time of your life if you do it. Because you know what? If you push positivity out, you will get positivity. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yes. Also, comment what you want us to talk about next week. As you can see throughout this video, we took your guys' suggestions from last week and we're talking about it this week so let's get into it so this week there's been some big news about leonardo dicaprio and his relationship status not leo so do you know the leonardo dicaprio theory no so recently leonardo dicaprio just broke up with his girlfriend camilla who they dated for like four years okay but what if i told you that all of his girlfriends that he's dated have one thing in common which is what so recently camilla just turned 25 years old and leo just broke up with her a couple days ago and what's weird is whenever leonardo dicaprio's girlfriends reach the age of 25 he breaks up with them he dated naomi campbell and when she turned 25 24, he broke up with her. When he dated Blake Lively, and when she turned 24, he broke up with her. And when he dated Giselle and Eva, they both were 24 years old when he called it off of them. And when he dated Kelly Roback, when she turned 25 years old, he broke up with her too. And this list is very long. These are just a few examples, but whenever they hit 25, he breaks up with them. Why does he do that though? I'm not sure, but the theory is that Leonardo DiCaprio will not date anybody over the age of 25 and only dates under. So this guy named Nick made a graph of all Leonardo DiCaprio's relationships that he's ever had. And he tracked the year that they started dating and what year he broke up with them at. And the data showed that whenever his girlfriend hits 25, he ends the relationship right away. Leonardo DiCaprio is 47 years old and he's never dated anybody older than the age of 25 in the history of all his life. It's safe to say that if you're 25 and older, you have no chance with Leonardo DiCaprio. Sorry to everyone out there that wants to date him. Dude, that's so weird. Yeah, isn't that weird? The guy's 47 years old, never once dated anybody <laughs> over the age of 25. It's weird. It's, I, don't know what yeah, the, it is weird. I don't know what the chances of that is, but I wonder if it's something like he likes to have fun. He doesn't want the <laughs> pressure of like, he doesn't want the pressure of having to marry someone. And he maybe he figured out like, at age 25, people start like wanting to get married or having kids. So he's like, the way I avoid this is always cutting it off like at, at that age. Dude, that is so weird that every single girlfriend has not made it past 25. Let us know your thoughts. Why do you think Leonardo DiCaprio only dates 25 and under? Why not 26? Why is it 25? Like it's, it's there's so much data and evidence pointing to this. It's no longer a coincidence. Like, oh, they just happen to all be the same age. It's like he deliberately makes sure yeah. That girl, Camilla, just turned 25 in June, and he just ends it. <laughs> like, bro, I That's wonder what, weird. She, what she got for her 25th birthday, though. Like, she, like, she's like, oh, I know I know, Leo's going to give me something big for 25 because he knows that I'm going to be gone soon. So, like, I wonder if he, like, really treats them well for the 25th birthday. Dude, I cannot believe that. And, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio may be not good in relationships, and he may be cutting it early. But the one thing that he's a big advocate in is global warming. And I'm not trying to, I just think it's funny because like the guy, you know, does all this stuff, right? He like breaks girls' hearts, but he's actually trying to save the environment and he's done a lot for the environment. Did you see how China and the U.S. are in great danger because of the heat? Okay, all I know is it's been crazy hot here. Yeah, so currently China's been experiencing like the most severe heat wave in the history of the world. Their lakes and water reserves have all dried up and it's just a world disaster. If you look at all the rivers and lakes before all these heat waves and you compared it to now, it looks so different because there's no water in them. I mean, we in the U.S. are experiencing heat waves but it's not nearly even close to as bad as china but if we don't be careful it could get like that so how hot is it in china it has been consistently 113 degrees fahrenheit during the day and at night it only drops to 93 degrees fahrenheit it is so hot that some people in china are actually trying to sleep on rivers 
like on a little air mattress that floats. And with the remaining water in the river, they're hoping that it cools them down. And some people are living below the surface underground, hoping that it's cooler underneath the surface. And get this, it's also so hot that the tree trunks from trees are actually steaming. They're steaming? Yeah, it's actually steaming from the heat wave. And scientists have been like studying why this heat waves are happening in China, but they're not sure why all of a sudden this happened. And these heat waves may continue to get worse. Like it might not get better. It might just get worse. Dude, that's actually really scary. All I know is that when you walk outside in the US, in California, right? It is so hot. Yeah. It's so hot that we've never really experienced it like this. Right. I just remember telling myself when I walked outside today, I was like, wow, this reminds me of Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. It's very foreign to us in California mm -hmm. who have, you know, the beach right by us. And it's very cool usually. Yeah. And to be experiencing this where we're in a house with the air conditioning on and it's still hot and you're sweating. It just really is, is scary to think about Yeah, that usually you turn on the air as a last resort to cool down your house. And if it's not working, that is scary because there's not much more you can do if you're your air conditioning unit isn't helping you and it's fully functional and it's working great mm -hmm. and it's not cooling you down. Yeah. In China, I mean, if their nights are 93 degrees, that's literally as hot as our days. And yeah. we think it's crazy hot. I mean, no one's going outside right now. No. Gosh, is this so scary? So everyone, you know, be careful. Don't go out in the heat if you can avoid it. Try to just keep yourself cool. Yeah. Keep yourself cool. Obviously, there's some global warming issues that we have to address. So hopefully we can get it all figured out. Also, did you see how teachers in schools can now hit kids? What? So you know how back in the day, like teachers used to like spank kids or like hit them with rulers? Yeah. But in recent years, teachers have not been allowed to touch students, right? Or punish them in any physical way. But within the last couple of weeks, it's all changed. And now teachers can hit kids. Thank goodness I'm not in school anymore. So the Missouri school district has actually just signed a bill that allows their teachers to punish kids by spanking them with a paddle. Over 109,000 students will get hit with a paddle throughout the U.S. But teachers will only be allowed to hit the student twice in the rear for like younger kids but three times in the rear for older students the only restrictions that the teachers have is that they can't hit them in the face and they can't use their hands they have to only use the paddle and it could only be in the rear end okay this is gonna make parents freak out no the parents in missouri are the ones that are actually wanting this type of punishment for their kids like they're the ones for it what is wrong with these parents i have no idea i don't understand what's changing like all of a sudden we're you know we went for like 30 40 years of no you know hitting and now all of a sudden we're gonna bring it back yeah what okay to hit them with a paddle that's crazy yeah it's strange how they want to do the paddle and not use their hand not saying that hitting is okay at all right but the fact that they're gonna use this wooden paddle is just so crazy as like this is the only weapon you can use. You cannot use anything else. The paddle's worse than a ruler. How do they equate that? Let's use a paddle now. Like what is that? The paddle is thick. It's like it's like thick. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that thing looks like it can hurt really bad. Like I would much rather have someone slap me like a spanking like with my their hand than this paddle. Okay, if you're a teacher and you hit your children, you got issues. That's crazy. Even if they like okay this bill as a teacher, I would never feel comfortable using that as like a punishment right even though they say like this is their last resort punishment uh -huh. but that shouldn't even be an option like you should never hit a kid you don't know what that's going to do and like traumatize them okay so speaking of school i'm going to tell you how to never have to do homework ever again i think you're going to save some lives today yeah so some people have found some crazy websites that'll literally do all your homework for you and the first one is called litsolutions.org and all you have to do on this website is type in the textbook you have type in the chapter and problem that you're on and it will literally show you the exact way to do it and the exact answer for it i know in math books like the back 
of the book only has like the even answers. So like this is huge to have all the answers and to show the work, right? Yeah, and I know for a fact that almost every student has turned in a paper late or is scrambling the night before trying to type out like a four page essay before the due date. But there's a website called prepostseo.com and all you have to do is copy and paste an article or an essay into the website and it will literally rewrite it for you, creating a new essay for you. That's crazy that it could take an article and just rewrite it as your own essay. Right, and for all the college students, there's actually a website called doxity.com and all you have to do is type in which school you're going to and it'll give you all the previous exams, papers, assignments, every document you need is on that website. Could you imagine having that, getting all the tests early? Right, it's pretty crazy. Okay, if you get caught using this, it's not on me. Yeah, I would definitely not want to take credit for that. <laughs> to be able to have the test early and all like the work early. Yeah. You know, like those days where you know you're going to be going on vacation like next week and obviously you, you don't get the test next week. Like, right. They're just going to say, well, you got to take the test early. Yeah. But to be able to see it early, that's that's a whole nother level. Exactly. And it's like giving you like essay prompts, assignments, everything. So you have basically all the documents, literally everything. Wow. So basically it sounds like students in the past have uploaded all their yeah. stuff. Dang. So this is going to make teachers have to renew all their stuff every year. Yep. You can't reuse it. Nope. That's going to break the system. Okay. So moving on from school, there's a crazy Marvel theory. Yeah, it's good. Let's get back to, you know, Marvel theories. Let's, that's more fun. <laughs> yeah. So do you know the theory about Spider-Man's Uncle Ben? No. Okay. So we know in the MCU movies, we never got to meet Uncle Ben and we know that Spider-Man is always referencing like really old movies. Like he references Footloose and Aliens in Infinity War and Empire Strikes Back in Civil War. Right. But there's a theory that the reason why Peter knows all these movies is because Uncle Ben showed him all the movies that he loved growing up. And remember in Spider-Man Homecoming, it starts with a black screen saying like a film by Peter Parker. Yeah, it's basically like the behind the scenes of the Civil War fight. Right. And Happy tells him like, you know, you can't show anyone this, right? And Peter knows that. But the theory is the reason why he's filming is because Peter knows it's exactly what his Uncle Ben would want to see because it's exactly like the action movies they used to watch when they were younger. It sounds like it's his way of like honoring Uncle Ben's legacy. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, it's really like heartfelt. Yeah. I think these little moments throughout the MCU and like Spider-Man's background mm -hmm. helps paint the picture of like when they introduce Uncle Ben. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of things that they can add like, like, oh, this was the reason why this happens and it could tie everything together. Exactly. Okay. So speaking of crazy storytelling and stuff like that, I have a crazy story. I think last week was a great story, but this week I think is something that they're they're both like something that could happen like last week was pretty crazy though i don't know how you're gonna top last week so do you know about the school that will actually kill their students if they fail a test what so in this situation to control the population what they do is they have everyone take this national exam and based on who fails it it will kill off five percent of the population that's scary to even think about yeah so this girl named lena michaels is a high school tutor and she gets paid by parents to tutor these kids to help them prepare for the exam. And the exam is called a thinning. And the kid she's tutoring is having a hard time with the questions. And she realizes that this kid's probably not going to pass. So she pulls out these secret lenses. And what these lenses do is when he puts it on, it helps him solve any problem. Why doesn't every kid just use that? Just wait. So there's this kid named Blake Redding. And he's the son of the Texas governor. So he has a girlfriend named Ellie Harper. And basically the day before the exam, they wanted to see each other one last time just in case they die. But while Blake is hanging out with Ellie... All of a sudden, his dad's guards come and take Blake away from her. And Blake's dad is super mad at him because it's the day before the big exam. He should be focusing on his school. It's really weird how the dad's not scared of his son dying. I know. And what's so weird is the next day, all the kids go to the school to line up to have to get into the test. And all these kids are super nervous because their life could end today. And basically, Blake runs up to Lena and asks her, hey, do you have any extra of those smart lenses? And Lena tells him, oh, she ran out. But while they're in line, the guards are examining the students and making sure that they're not cheating. But one guard finds the student have a bunch of notes on his arm. So what happens to him? So obviously, the kid tries to run away, but the guards are just chasing after him and they catch him. Keep in mind, the school's like a prison. It's well protected, well guarded. 
Once you're in the school, you're stuck there. So when all the kids get into the school, they say their last goodbyes to their friends and they go into the classroom and take the exam. Is this exam like a couple days? No, it's only two hours. And Lane is going through the test no problem. She's like actually the first one to finish the exam. But for her friend Kellen, he's really struggling and doesn't know if he's going to finish. And once the exam is finished, the teacher immediately gets all the results and just starts naming off the students who failed. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so all the students are really stressed. And when the teacher calls your name to tell you you failed, immediately a guard will come escort you out of the room and for the kids that try to run away from the guards the guards will beat them up but for lana kellen and blake they all pass the test but for blake's girlfriend she ends up getting taken away because she failed so blake is furious and immediately gets out his phone and calls his dad and says like hey dad like can you please help me help my girlfriend and since his dad's the governor he feels it's unfair if he intervenes and says like i can't help you because that would be unfair to the other kids wait that's really sketchy so he could have helped her yeah so blake realized that his dad's not going to help him so he goes and runs at the guards and starts trying to fight them but he can't stop the guards and ellie gets taken and blake ends up getting taken away too so a year goes by and the next thinning test comes again and this year lana's younger sister is doing her first thinning test because she's now old enough and lana is obviously super nervous for her sister because she doesn't want her to fail so little kids have to take the test too yeah and this year blake tells his dad i'm gonna put all the wrong answers on purpose because i want to show how the test is so wrong so later that day lana takes corinne to kindergarten for the first time they have to watch this video of why they take the thinning test basically explaining you know we need to kill off five percent of the population and you guys are a part of this to make the world better so the kids Kids all take the test and luckily for Corinne she passes. So that means 5% didn't make it. And when Lena and Blake goes to take the test, Blake's dad calls the grading system and says, hey, my son's going to try to fail on purpose, so make sure you pass him no matter what you have to do. Dude, this sounds so corrupt. Yeah, but in order to get Blake to pass, the grader has to take someone that actually passed the test and switch him because he actually failed. So this year, even though Lena passed, they switch her as a failed student with Blake. And when the teacher calls out Lana's name, the teacher cannot believe it and says, this must be a mistake. There's no way she failed. And when the guards are taking Lana away from her seat, the teacher hands Lana a secret key card in her hand. So the guards take Lana away and all the kids that failed. But for the kids that passed the test, they all get to attend this super big party. But this makes Blake really mad because he wanted to fail on purpose. So he runs after the kids that failed and he beats up the guards and he wants to go watch where they go. Good for Blake. So Lana and the other kids that failed have to go underground and they basically get decontaminated and they have to wear these special clothes and they have to wear this clothes in order to be executed but right before they're being executed Blake shuts off all the electricity in the room so all the kids start trying to run away and this allows Lena to grab her key card and use it to get out of the room but for all the other kids they got caught where can she even go she's stuck so the guards do a head count of all the failed kids to make sure they're all there and they realize that Lena is not there so basically all the guards go out and they have to go try to find Lena but in the process of Lena running away she ends up running into Blake and they end up coming together and working together so Lena and Blake are trying to find a way out and they're climbing through the vents but when they're climbing through the vents, all of a sudden the key card slips from her hand and falls down. So her and Blake start panicking because there's guards below. So Lena tries to use a string to get her key card and pull it up. But when she's pulling it up halfway up, all of a sudden a guard grabs it. But it ends up being Blake in disguise because he managed to go down and beat up a guard and take his uniform. But word gets out across all the guards and they realize that Lena actually has a key card and that one of the teachers must have given it to her. So they have all the teachers line up in the room and they want to investigate this. So Mrs. Birch gets super nervous because that's the one who gave her the key card. So she starts trying to flirt with one of the teachers and when she's flirting with him, she steals his key card. So when the guards come up to her, she just shows the key card and they're like, okay, you're fine. But when the guards go up to the other teacher and they realize he doesn't have a key card, they start beating him up and they're asking like, where's Lena? I know you know where she is. And obviously the teacher has no idea. So they just beat up an innocent man. So Lena manages to get to the control room and she's looking at all the test scores and she sees that she actually scored a 90 
98% on the test and passed, but she doesn't understand why she failed. And then she looks at Blake's grades and realized that he only got a 15%, but somehow he passed. And then she goes through last year's test results and she realizes that Ellie, Blake's girlfriend, actually scored an 88% on the test and passed but somehow she failed. And this showed Lena that the whole test is all rigged. So basically the governor, Blake's dad, is failing whoever he wants to fail. So Lena gets all this information and sends it to her friend, Kellen. And then Kellen sends it to the news and the news starts exposing the governor. What happens to Blake? So Blake and Lena end up getting captured from the control room and the dad, the governor, is really upset and he's worried how to cover this up. So what he does is he orders all the guards to kill everyone that actually failed and let everyone that passed to be free. He even tells them to kill his son, Blake, because in order to make it fair, he has to kill him. This guy's a scumbag. So the guards free all the kids that passed, but this leaves Blake to be killed because he failed. So the guards kill all the kids that actually failed, and they put him in this elevator, right? And the elevator is slowly going down. But in the process of the elevator slowly going down, they realize that some of the people in the elevator start waking up. And the kids in the elevator are shocked, like, why are we still alive? How is this happening? Where are they? So they wake up and they end up in a factory. And Blake sees his girlfriend, Ellie, working on this conveyor belt. And basically what it showed was that every kid that fails, they don't actually die. They end up being workers in a factory. So basically, it's just free labor. That is crazy. I know. And what's crazy is, like, this could happen, maybe? Like, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to say it could happen, but I just feel like it felt really real because as we know, we continue to grow. Technology is getting better, but with, you know, the line coming out in Saudi Arabia and all this stuff, it is possible to accommodate more of a population, but yeah. it's still, it's still a scary thought. I feel like a lot of students though, also see tests like the SAT almost as life and death, right? They say, if I don't get a good score, I'm not going to go to college. I'm not going to get a good job. Yeah. So they kind of see it that way. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's exactly the mentality of this is your life. If you don't do well on this, you're dead. This could either set you up for the, the best in life or it could set you up for the worst in life. That's it's such tough. a scary mindset. Well, speaking of movies, do you know the movie theater theory? No. So, you know, whenever you go to movies, like 60% of Americans, when they go to movies, they buy a snack or like some kind of popcorn or something. But what if I told you there's a movie theater secret, how they get you to spend more money every single time? How? So movie theaters get 50% of all ticket sales and they get 80% of all food sales. So obviously food sales are very important to them. So they really care how much food they sell. Okay. And recently, a lot of people have noticed that movie trailers in theaters are actually getting longer back when we were kids like a lot of people are saying that the movie trailers were only 10 to 15 minutes before the movie starts but nowadays it's like 17 to 20 minutes of trailers before the movie starts so the theory is is what if movie theaters are extending the length of trailers to make people buy more food how would that sell more food so think about it. you buy your candy you buy your popcorn you sit in the movies you're watching the trailers as you're eating you realize that you eat all your food before the movie even starts so they're finding like people are buying more candy before the end of the trailers because they eat all the food like during the trailers and they need food for the movie okay that actually makes sense because i know for me i always finish all my candy before the movie starts oh also do you know like how all stores scam their customers no how so you know when you walk into the store and you see something that you really like and you walk up to it and you realize how expensive it is and you're like oh screw it, it's too expensive i'm just gonna walk away a couple weeks go by you forget about it then you walk back into the store and you see that it's on sale so you buy it yeah but what if i told you it's actually a scam and you're not actually getting a good deal when it says it's on sale what so when you walk into these stores and you see like the sale sign it says like original price was $29.99, but now it's $24.99. So it makes you think that you're saving $5. But what people are realizing when you peel back the sale sticker, you can see the original price. And it actually says $24.99, showing that the sale price is the exact same price as it was a couple weeks ago. So what people realize is that certain stores actually make fake signs that say original price was this, when actually it was never the original price. It makes you think that you're getting a better deal, but really you're just paying the same price as it was before it was on sale. Well, I feel like online stores 
must do that too then. Yeah, so online what they do, it's even worse. So they put like a bunch of good deals, like the first two like options. And as you scroll down, you think like, well, the first two were really good deals. So you assume that as you scroll down, the deals are going to get better, but it's all false. It's actually not good sales at all, but they'll purposely put good deals like at the top, making you think that the rest of the deals are good too, but really they're just the same price as normal. I feel lied to. It just feels like it should be against the law. If they say like, oh, it was originally this, it's now this. Yeah. That's misleading. Like, I feel like there's got to be some Very kind misleading. of like accountability for stores not to lie to people saying like originally this price. It's actually really smart though. It is smart, but it's a scam. It's yeah, like, it is wrong. It's corporate manipulation. Okay. So moving on from that, I need to tell you this really crazy story about this one lady she's like incredible okay so have you heard of the lady that could smell if you have a disease what so this lady named joy mill noticed that her husband smelled different one day like he had a really different smell than his natural smell but 10 years later they found that he was actually diagnosed with parkinson's disease but joy said that she smelled it on him all this time how is smelling it even possible yeah nobody believed her so they decided to put her to the test so they took the t-shirts of people with parkinson's disease and people without parkinson's disease and she had to smell them at at random and try to guess who had Parkinson's disease and who didn't. I don't see how the smell of things is going to make her think one has Parkinson's and one doesn't. I know. So Joy smelled all the shirts and out of all the shirts she smelled, she only got one of them wrong. She said one of the people had Parkinson's disease when they really didn't. But literally just a few months after this test, the one person she got wrong came back and said he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. So she actually got it right. Wait, so she's 100% right on. Yeah. And it turns out she actually knows how to smell like tuberculosis and different kinds of cancer too. Dude, that's crazy right why don't we like utilize her more or have her figure out why she's able to do that they're actually putting her to the test now it's like where she can like smell different things because then that could actually help find a cure wow that's a, that's remarkable yeah i mean i know they have like dogs that can like sense blood sugar levels and stuff and smell like anxiety and stuff right but man how that can really help people because yeah. i heard like certain diseases if you can catch early obviously you can help save a person's life exactly if it gets too long right and too close the person's gonna die Mm -hmm. But if you can prevent it or just be at the early stages, you can help someone. Yeah. And she said, like, ever since she was born, she had this condition where she had sensitive to smell. So she could smell, like, literally everything. I would love to hear what the smell, like, how she describes the smell of Parkinson's. She said it's, like, really, like, musky. Huh. Like a musky smell. And, like, she said before her husband got diagnosed, yeah, they went to a Parkinson's, like, convention. And she said it smelled musky, like, everywhere. Like, she could tell right when she walked through the door. Oh, so was that kind of, like, foreshadowing that that yeah. means a lot of people? there had parkinson's yeah oh that's sad we gotta start moving fast come on we gotta i know get her uh to help the rest get her of, working get her to help the rest of the generations okay so on to the next crazy story this is why you should never talk trash in video games dude some of these kids are nasty on video games they're ruthless i know but there was a 20 year old named julian who was playing counter-strike one day and in the game he got killed with a knife by his opponent named mikhail and mikhail was talking a lot of trash to julian the entire game okay sounds pretty normal so then right after this julian was mad like over the top angry so what he decided to do was spend the next six months of his life trying to find where Mikhail was in real life. And after the six months, Julian found Mikhail. So he spent six months of his life to hunt down this kid over a video game death. Yeah, so Julian found that Mikhail only lived two hours away from him. So what Julian did was he went to Mikhail's house, knocked on his door, and stabbed Mikhail with a real knife. Wait, what? This is horrible. Yeah, and Julian only missed Mikhail's heart by a few inches. So Mikhail ended up living. But when Julian was arrested, all he said was he wanted to see Mikhail, the one who killed him in a video game, dead. That's crazy. Think about all the people you kill in Warzone. Can you imagine like one of them going crazy and wanting to go after you? Exactly. It's 
so crazy that people will actually do this. Thank God that he's still alive. But man, it really makes you think like, hey, maybe you should watch out what you say when you play video games. Yeah. Because you just never know who's on the other side. You never know. Especially like nowadays, it's like a joke to like talk trash and stuff. Yeah. But there's some people out there that will take it to the extreme and just misunderstand. Yeah. And are they won't think it's a joke sometimes. Got they think it's serious. Yeah, it's a good reminder, you know, maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe not. No matter what happens, no matter what someone says in a video game, you should never take it out to the streets and like even go try to fight the guy like dude it's a video game yeah let people be doesn't matter it's a game don't get don't rage quit don't go after people just play the game for what it is yes <laughs> but guys if you made it this far thank you so much for watching the podcast and if you're new to the channel please hit the subscribe button and also hit the like button it admits good positive vibes you'll be living live they'll be having a good time you know fireworks so make sure you hit the like button and also comment what you want us to talk about next week as you guys saw throughout this video we used your guys' suggestions and we talked about it this week so we'll see you guys tomorrow on tiktok and we'll see you guys next friday on apple podcast youtube and spotify see you on the tiki talk god bless you guys see ya love ya